And now for an episode of Knuckleheads in Isolation, Drinking Black Coffee. Good morning, Kyle. Happy Monday. Hey, How are this you? is uh, the last Monday that you're going to have to get up and see my beautiful face. Believe me, I've been thinking about that since I rolled out of bed. This, in fact, that was motivation to get out of bed this morning. Was, normally hey, this you hit the snooze. Time. Yeah, normally you hit the snooze, but not today. Kyle popped right out because uh, this is this is winding down. This was something we aimed to do to, uh, to be a uh, simple time of encouragement for pastors during the season of pandemic. Uh, and uh, as the country uh, hopefully begins to open back up, uh, y'all get back to your normal daily routines and so forth. Uh, we thought it was a good time uh, to wind this down. But Kyle, I've enjoyed it. Uh, I know you haven't, yeah, but uh, I, I didn't enjoy fun. talking to you. It was some of the other guys that we had. Uh, and uh, before we, we point out who is on the show today, we had a, uh, a gift come in the mail uh, that had both of our names on it, Kyle. It is the, Ch- <laughs> the Chaco Challenge. And uh, it is Fuego Spice Company, uh, sold by the Pucker Butt. <laughs> Pucker Butt uh, Company, and that's called White Lightning. It is white chocolate infused with 12 of the world's hottest peppers, and it has your name on it. Warning, stupid, spicy, and uh, whether you like it or not, it is coming your way uh, very soon, yeah, Kyle. Hard, so, hard to pass. Yeah, Listen, after the, after the, we, we, we did not talk on here about the um, after effects of the wind chip challenge. And um, that, that was, that was probably the most pain um, I've been in about, about two hours later. Like my stomach just like felt like it was folding in on itself. It was awful. <laughs> I love Absolutely it. Awful. I love it. Well, uh, enough of that. Welcome to the show, Dennis Garcia. Thurman. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, no, we have a friend named Dennis uh, Garcia, but but Dennis Thurman, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing superbly, my brother. Thanks for having me. Uh, I have to tell you a story. Three years ago, maybe four, yeah, three years ago, I think, whenever we first really met online, the name of your church has a very similar name uh, to a church that I served. And so every time that it would pop up in my feed, and y'all also had a very similar like color scheme of the logo. So it was, it, it kind of looked very similar. And I had kind of un, unfollowed and unliked and all that kind of stuff, the, the other. And so every time it came in, I was like, why is this still showing up in my feed? I don't want this, <laughs> but it was you. So Oh. I'm sorry for I'm sorry for blocking your page in a fit of anger. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, but uh, we're glad you are on, and uh, and and we are grateful for getting to know you online over the last couple of years. And uh, you have a lot of wisdom uh, from many years in uh, ministry. Of course, that's a kind way of saying you're old as dirt. And uh, but we're glad you're here, and uh, looking forward to visiting uh, with you. So, what did y'all do yesterday? What what did uh, Paul Creek do yesterday? Well, we had drive-in church, and that was our first experience with that. So we got a hoist uh, and went up in the air. Uh, I did some angelic preaching. I was up in the air harping. And uh, so um, we had FM transmitter that we connected with our folks in the cars because according to our county regulations, Everybody was to be six feet apart in their vehicles with their windows rolled up. So that was the means of uh, communication. 
And so we had some good volunteers that parked the folks and we kind of did it a checkerboard fashion to help with line of sight and all that sort of thing. And I had a beautiful day, God blessed us with it. So when we started planning it, they were talking about rain and high winds, but it was about 70 degrees, sunshine, uh, fairly calm, except for the uh, bluster that was going on up in the uh, boom. But, uh, but other than that, uh, things went well, <clears throat> and we had folks honking if they wanted to say amen, so there's a whole lot of honking going on. And uh, remember that great old uh, gospel song, a whole lot of honking going on? And uh, uh, beyond that, I got this bright idea the last minute. Well, when it comes time to give an invitation, because we still do that old-fashioned revivalist invitation stuff, uh, <laughs> that I would have people text me. They wanted to be saved, uh, you know, or if they were making a recommitment, or if they even wanted to join the join the church, or if they had prayer requests, people who want to pray for, etc. So I have tried to keep my cell number uh, in a very limited capacity, so I'm not constantly bombarded. I even still have a landline, so if somebody needs to reach me in an emergency. So uh, on the World Wide Web. I gave out my cell number. <laughs> and afterwards, my wife was like, we start getting calls in the middle of the night, you know. And so, But it, it was a great day. And, uh, you know, folks responded very well and, and enjoyed it. And uh, they were just glad to see each other, even if it was uh, from inside their car. <laughs> you know, my one of my little granddaughters, uh, she's about uh, six years old. And on Saturday, she was telling her mother, she says, Mommy, my stomach is just turning over because I'm so excited about going to church tomorrow. So it, it was great. a good experience for us. Had, now, what, what had y'all been doing previously? Had you been live streaming? or, or? We, ha we had been. You know, a remarkable thing, uh, we, had done, we had been in a uh, stewardship uh, campaign to get some uh, building renovation projects done. None of them extremely expensive until you put them all together. And so... Uh, that had gone very well. And one of the things that we wanted to do was to uh, enhance our video capacity and, and do live streaming and so forth. So we already had all of that put in before this wow. mess came. So we were just getting cranked up the, with that. So that, that made for a fairly easy transition, uh, except for having to preach to an empty auditorium, obviously. Yeah. But, uh, but it, really, we had everything in place to, to do that, so that wasn't anything out of the ordinary. We've been into it for, for a few weeks. Yeah, that's great. We, uh, we've we been doing drive-in since since the order came down, uh, and, and we've talked you know a lot about that because in a week it went from 100 to 50 to 10 to 5 or whatever, and so we just went right to, to the drive-in. And, uh, and I, I, I have noticed something you, you only had one Sunday to maybe get to notice this perhaps, but I wonder if it's similar uh, for, for you guys. Uh, it's not much better, uh, for, for me as a preacher on, on the preaching side, it's much better as a pastor because I'm able to kind of walk around, wave to some folks, talk to people from, you know, a, a safe distance, all of that kind of stuff. But as a, as a pastor, it's great as a preacher. I notice it's it's just as bad, if not a little harder, than preaching to my iPhone turned sideways on a stand, sitting on top of our Lord's tape, Lord's Supper table. <laughs> so, because you're in in our case, our son kind of comes up over the the mountain there, and slowly but surely, I know when it's time to wrap up my sermon. 
because the sun will kind of start when I get up there on the top of my pulpit and then comes all the way down by the end of it and uh, making it almost impossible to, to see anyway. So I know it's about time. It's, it's almost noon now. I can, I cannot see a thing. Uh, but I am staring at just the glare of windshields. I can't really often see faces unless I get at the right angle or whatever. So I, I know you were looking, you were way up, you were high and lifted up uh, yesterday. Uh, did you notice any kind of a similarity to preaching to a camera as you did to the, the car roofs or the windshields? Well, and, and again, I just had that one experience because our county, uh, has some very liberal commissioners that banned us from even having a drive-in mm -hmm. church. So they that around with some qualification. So anyway, it was really our first opportunity to do it. But uh, as far as uh, that experience, getting people, you know, it's kind of funny to tell them to flash their lights or honk their horns uh, was almost an interactive thing. Uh, to me, it was good, and, and I've done some outdoor preaching before, and I told my wife afterwards I was really in my wheelhouse yeah. uh, that could have been an old circuit riding preacher, uh, you know, out there just pulling up and yelling at a bunch of folks out in the pasture uh, like Whitfield used to do because um, I'm, I'm just that type of, of guy who likes to move around and be enthusiastic. Uh, one of my grandchildren we have we have many of them. There's many ways to grow your church, including biological growth. So, <laughs> Amen. Yep. That. But anyway, one of them says, Pop, I was afraid that that was going to fall because it did wiggle a little bit when I got to moving around and stomping and all that sort of thing. But but it was really a good experience. And of course, our folks didn't all leave their windows rolled up. Don't let this get out anywhere. And so they were hanging out the windows and hollering and one convertible I looked at back there that they had the top down, the gals were raising her hand all Pentecostal like. And so, you know, there, there was a, there was a good bit of interaction. So I've not had any issues with the preaching online because I've done some of that before, but uh, the outdoor stuff, I, I didn't, didn't. it was comfortable. And like I said, very good weather. And so, you know, it was just a, a great experience for us. Yeah, making it interactive does does help significantly because it's when when you can't, you know, connect with with folks. That that's the bigger like you know I can I can preach a sermon. You know, we we had to do that for seminary and and I know you do your, your Bible studies during the week online uh, and so forth. So we're used to some of those you know times where we're just looking at the computer. Uh, the hard part is you know when you're in face to face with folks, you're able to kind of see and and it's even though it's, it's a one-sided dialogue, it really is both, both ends, you know, you're seeing their response and, and you can kind of go in a little deeper at a time uh, when you just see them really connecting. Uh, but, but on the, you know, the drive-in side, it's, it's similar. You can't necessarily see. We've got a kind of long porch that, that I walk to try and, and get some eye contact with as many people there as, as possible. Uh, and, uh, and so that, that helps, but, uh, but at the end, I do not, uh, put my, uh, my cell phone number, uh, out for the entire world to see. Uh, we just do hazard lights or honk or turn on your windshield wipers. Just, you know, you, you can get me because I'll be walking around. Just make sure I, I know you, you need something and we pray, you know, whatever. And, uh, so we've had some folks take that on, uh, but that's, that's great, man. I'm glad you were able to do it. Yeah, we'll probably 
again because it looks like that this is going to be around a while. Probably not next week, but maybe in a week or two. And then even afterwards, uh, you know, what are we anticipating? Maybe they'll let 50 people gather together. Well, ours is a congregation of, of uh, typically 400 on Sunday morning. We're a, a country church on steroids, is the way I describe it. And, uh, and so will we do multiple services? Um, and you know, so you, we'll, can, you can just do eight services on a Sunday morning. No, you just, you just <laughs> that's no big deal, right? We, we've, got, we've got four large areas where we could gather people. And so I've got uh, some associate pastors. So I thought about uh, maybe in three of those large areas that we'll have uh, kind of a own service there. And then uh, to the fourth one, if there's an overflow, because again, I'm not expecting as big a crowd like some of our older people, especially at first. And so, but if there was an overflow that we would just live stream into that one particular venue. Mm. So, but, you know, we're thinking and, and what we're planning today, everything might change tomorrow. It's yeah. the nature of the beast. Yep, that's right. That's right. Well, Dennis, as we uh, begin to wrap up here, um, what, what would kind of a, a word of encouragement be that you would have for, for pastors as they continue to navigate these days? And, you know, for so long we were, we were making plans to um, how to gather when we can't gather. And now I think a lot of us are beginning to look toward what, what does it look like when we eventually can gather together? Because I, I think we all agree it's going to be a little bit different. So, so what would your encouragement be to pastors as, as we navigate kind of these waters? Well, my encouragement would be that uh, you need to, plan but not to panic you need to have an, an attitude of flexibility while maintaining the rigidity of your core principles and i think um you know to think too far ahead you know jesus said that today it's sufficient to what we have to face the evil thereof uh that really living one day at a time at a time is so important and again i'm not negating the value of looking ahead making some plans we're going to have a big staff meeting this week and talk about what we want to do if this and that happens but there's so many ifs that i think just to really uh concentrate upon trusting the lord i know that sounds really super spiritual i'm not trying to be that but but, but that's it because the plans we make today what we've discovered is it can be flipped on its head tomorrow none of us a few months ago would have seen this hat coming and uh if somebody tried to tell us we'd have said you're crazy and so i think to get uh, overly wrought up about this is the way it's going to be or this is the way it's going to happen i don't know that we know that so be calm in your soul. The old thing, be still and know that I am God, still applies. Waiting upon the Lord. Uh, I think that is in the scripture. There are several places. And so that's what I've tried to do. I've tried to do what I can do today and, uh, and pray about tomorrow, but not get so wrapped up with all the different possibilities that I just allow it to diminish the joys and the peace of today. I completely disagree with you. What you need to do is uh, like Ron Swanson and Parks and Recreation, just have a piece of paper and write on it. I can do what I want. I can do what I want. And when, they, <laughs> when, they come, when they come to arrest you, I've got a permit. 
No, <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much, Dennis. We are grateful for you. Uh, how, how many years have you been uh, at your, your current church? 25 years this year. Praise the Lord. Final 12. So, you know, this uh, moving on to other things, not sure what. So pray for me. Yeah. I'll continue to do ministry as long as God gives me a mind that will work partially and a body that will work. <laughs> but, uh, but my tenure here is up. And so that, that's another thing. This has been a way, I guess, of weaning me away from this congregation and then from, from me because we've not been around each other like we were. So, you know, there's uh, that silver lining in the dark cloud. Hey, Kyle, you said something kind of hurtful to me uh, just a moment ago uh, that, that you're tired of seeing my face in the morning. And so you are the reason we're shutting this thing down. And it really kind of hurts my feelings. And, uh, and I don't think Sorry. you appreciation, appreciate that I, I have feelings too, Kyle. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, Matt. Okay. I, I apologize. We're still not continuing it, but still, uh, you have another, <laughs> you have another apology to give. Uh, last week, uh, we, we were, um, interviewing the, I think you called him the illustrious, uh, Andrew Aber. But instead yes. of Andrew, you called him Aaron and then corrected yes. yourself. I don't know any Aaron's <laughs> and, and my heart just sunk because brother, we do know an Aaron. Uh, in fact, we've had Aaron Ledford on the show. Uh, there is Aaron in the Bible. He, he had a beard and oil running down it. Uh, but more than that, there is the best looking uh, Aaron that I know, best looking pastor perhaps in New Mexico, maybe even in the country, the most encouraging person I know as well. And he is on the show today to, to teach you a little something, Kyle, that there is somebody in your world with the name Aaron, uh, though it's not followed by a bear. And uh, so this was the most awkward intro over ever. So welcome to the <laughs> yes. show, Aaron. How are you doing? And just stop it. I mean, seriously, please, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> oh. Doing well. Glad to see you guys. Yeah. Good. Good. Good I'm digging the shirt, on. man. Yes. It looks like you could go out in direct traffic. I thought if I could wear the brightest shirt, it would make me feel very happy about waking up this early to be on a video conference call before the sun came up. And, and see, so person after person after person we have we have had on this show and almost all of them have said the exact same thing right man i'm i'm never up and ready to go this early and and so we we did this just for matt including by the way some people on the east coast where it is 8 a.m <laughs> when we do this and that's that's so early Fake yeah news. but it's it's mid-afternoon for for pastor matt over it there. is yes it is afternoon and and that that was kind of surprising to me i'm over here thinking that we you know, we, we weren't going to have a whole lot of folks from, from New Mexico on, and we wanted to have it up for kind of the coffee time for, for folks that are in Central and Eastern time. And so I started to think, well, if we're going to get somebody from Dallas on this show or whatever, seven o'clock's a good time that they're having a cup of coffee. But no, this little quarantine thing, everybody's like, I'm sleeping to noon. Thrown off every, yes, absolutely. Thrown <laughs> off everybody's, everybody's schedule. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. Well, well, Aaron, like I like said, thank you for getting up this morning, and and you beat both of us because you were actually in your office at the church. So, so it's you, true. You you did this thing well. Kyle's never. In we camera. we have 
We have done uh, some things to be conservative uh, around here, but we have not shut down the office. And so um, our pastor team has gotten to see each other in the week. I think it's helped, honestly. I'm such a social person that if I was stuck in my house only, it would it would be rough. It would be rough for me. Glorious. Um, so that's why I'm here in the office because we never shut our office. Uh, but I do love my family. And we had a couple extra days off because families are at home and kids are home from school. Um, my family, particularly, we've gotten to do a family bike ride almost every day. And so that's been one that we're trying to keep our kids seen. Uh, otherwise, they just have cabin fever and they're stir crazy and they're ready to climb the walls okay. every day. So. Yeah. Must be nice to be able to go out with your entire family. <laughs> Yeah, we just made the cutoff, you know, with three kids. I know that you guys, uh, we leave one a at couple home. numbers are important to you. Yeah, that's right. That's we right. leave one at home, usually the mom. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We, uh, we, we've been taking uh, illegal hikes uh, behind our house. And, uh, and so every, every afternoon, either before dinner, depending upon what we're having, or after dinner, uh, we, we've got some land behind the house where the mission home is, which you've stayed in with your uh, staff yep. before, I believe. Um, and so that, that kind of goes up and there's a little hill behind it, get a little elevation gain, kind of get the, the heart pumping a bit. And, uh, we make it to the top of that and come back down and usually also go to the church office and, uh, <laughs> and get some water or, uh, or say hi to, uh, to Valerie who may be listening in today. Uh, go Astros, uh, Valerie. And, uh, but yeah, so that's kind of been our thing, but, but yeah, man, it is, uh, we're, we're grateful for you. You are a constant encouragement to, uh, to me. Uh, I know to Kyle, to pastors all over, uh, New Mexico, New Mexico and probably beyond. Uh, but what, what is Roswell, uh, doing during this season? I know you are, um, I, I believe you just talked about having drive-in services in the evening, uh, tell, tell us a yeah. little bit about that and, and kind of why you're, why you're doing that, how that's working, all of that kind of stuff. Sure. Absolutely. Um, it's funny because I read uh, a joke earlier today on the Twitter. I know that's the favorite place for you on social media that, uh, I think it was, um, the church curmudgeon. He said, after all this quarantine's done, I'm going to start every email with in these precedented and certain times uh, because every single person has used the phrase unprecedented in these uh, unprecedented times yeah. but uh our our music pastor Jacob Bassing was preaching while we were in Colorado on spring break and he said in these unprecedented times calls for pre unprecedented times of prayer so our normal corporate prayer service was just once a month on third Sunday of the month and we'd gather back at five o'clock and we pray but because of a couple of things that we're stirring in our pastor's hearts. It's funny because I, I don't send a lot of videos out to our leaders, but I had filmed a video saying, guys, we, we have to press into our corporate prayer moment. Would you commit to be a part of one, two of the next three meetings in March, May, uh, March, April, May? So um, I had already filmed that and sent it out. And then the next week, literally the next week, we we're having our last live service. Uh, I believe that was March 15th. So the pastors have got together. I'm in Colorado. We're doing a conference call. And I say, you know, if it, if it really is unprecedented times, call for unprecedented prayer. Let's do a weekly prayer gathering. Uh, we, this was already a witness. We were praying about having more of our church family come back to our prayer meeting. Let's start praying every Sunday. 
Um, and the beautiful thing was we had been asking God to burden our church for prayer. And our, our measurement was this. We only prayed once, once a month corporately, right? We pray in the morning service, but I mean, the service just for prayer. And uh, I wanted to get half of our people back from Sunday morning into the, the prayer meeting on Sunday evening. But we weren't, we weren't even close. We were maybe sometimes bumping 20% coming to pray. Uh, so we just decided it's quarantine and we're going to have a parking lot prayer service. And we have had more than 50% uh, coming to that prayer service pretty regularly. I think people want to see each other, even if they're giving a wave from across the parking lot. Um, you know this from doing drive-in church, but the horn has become the hallelujah and the amen. Yeah. Uh, so that's been really, really fun to get people together to pray. We've been just thanking God, giving praises, but also praying for our nation, praying for those that are sick, praying for those that are on the front lines. You think of nurses, doctors, hospital workers, uh, and there's been a lot of stress. I think it's starting to wane as, as we're going downhill, learning a lot more about this virus. But at, at the front end, man, there were, there were people uh, that couldn't sleep. You know, there was just such high anxiety. So Spending that time um, praying has been a, a huge blessing. And knowing our, our heart as a pastor team was, we want people to come together just to pray. Uh, and it wasn't happening. And now through this pandemic time, the Lord has been teaching us, oh, no, 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 no. When you have a service just for prayer, it's worth getting out of that house and coming together with some brothers and sisters. So awesome. it's been good. Now, Aaron, so I'm curious. So Matt and I are both in, in, in smaller churches um, where, you know, 100, 150 people or so, where we're able to, to stay connected fairly easily um, with, our, with our folks during this time. What are, what are you doing? Because you're in a little bit larger church. So how are, how are you and your staff or deacons, how are you all staying connected to your church family? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I want to brag on our student pastor, first of all. He started having a Zoom with all the students at 10 a.m. every day, not just Wednesdays and Sundays, every day. And they were doing something fun. They were talking about their time uh, in, in the Word, their devotional life. Um, and then he was giving a devotion. And so that was fantastic. Our children's pastor followed suit and was posting things to stay connected to, to, to kids and parents. But one of the hardest things we did, honestly, is uh, we made a list of every member uh, that was active and inactive in our church. And we called uh, just over 700 people in the span of about two and a half weeks before Easter. And I've heard of pastors doing that with lay people or recruiting some other deacons or leadership. But I thought it was really important that people, when they were stuck in their home, got a phone call from one of their pastors. Mm -hmm. And so I called about half that list. And then we have three other pastors that split up the other half into thirds. And it was hard work. But it was worthy work just to check in our people and say, we love you. Do you need anything? Uh, some of our, our older congregation needed some tree delivery and things like that. And we found out about those things and we teamed them up with some younger Sunday school classes because of that phone call. And so uh, that was one way that, that we stayed connected. And I was grateful that the other guys, um, you know, decided to, to go ahead and make those phone calls and check in on people. Sometimes the conversation was five minutes. Sometimes it was 45 minutes. It really just depended on um, the person and their need and how we could love them and serve them. That's awesome. As, uh, as we wind down, uh, what, what would be a word of encouragement? Uh, we're, as you said, maybe coming down on the other side of the slope of this, people are going to start to right. 
open up churches again. States are going to open. Uh, I mean, New Mexico won't until 2050, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> but but as that starts to happen, uh, we're we're coming out. You know, this this season of isolation, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, what would be just a word of encouragement that you'd give to pastors, church leaders, whoever's listening in? Yeah, no, I appreciate that. That's been the heart of this. You know, drinking coffee in isolation is encouraging Christians, encouraging pastors. And I think one thing uh, that comes to mind is the mission doesn't stop. Uh, even if we were quarantined last month and, and even if churches had to scramble to figure out how to do video services, the mission doesn't stop. Uh, and the kingdom of Christ keeps marching on and we get to be a part of that glorious work, right? Um, and so whether your state's opening up and, and your church can start meeting in a couple weeks or we have to wait, you know, God forbid, a couple months, uh, the mission doesn't stop. And so if you're a pastor, how do you equip your people to make sure that they are fulfilling the Great Commission? Loving God, loving their neighbor, uh, making disciples, baptizing, teaching people to obey. One really uh, thing I'm, I'm grateful for on our pastor team is we've been able to talk every week about our discipleship. So even if we're not meeting with guys that we're discipling in person, if we're Zooming or FaceTiming, um, there's been some pretty heavy accountability on us to make sure that we weren't just letting that drop off for, for what for us is going to be eight weeks. That would have been, that would have been a bad situation if we just dropped our disciples for eight weeks. Right. Um, but the same thing for our people, it, it, it doesn't need to be eight weeks of not thinking about how can I be a peace for Jesus? How can I be an ambassador for Christ? Um, and so as we're ramping back up, not only has this quarantine, the mission hasn't stopped, uh, but as we're coming back together, the mission doesn't stop. Um, we get to tell people about Jesus. We get to say we have the greatest hope in, in all of the world. We get to say there's joy and purpose in life in Christ. Um, and we get to teach our people how to do that, whether they're in quarantine or not, whether we're coming back to worship or not. We get to be a part of this mission. Yeah, and that's, that's been one of the things for, for us is, is we don't really have the capabilities to, to have all of our Sunday school classes doing Zoom and, and some of that. Uh, and so I was, I was writing, Kyle, Kyle and I uh, talked a little bit about it before, um, but three, three times a week, um, a word, uh, and it's not the most uh, robust uh, devotional in the world, world, uh, world, it's just a word. And, uh, and so we take a word, worship or whatever, have some scripture that, that I kind of guide them through reading and thinking about, uh, and then some to-do list, you know, and, and some of those might be taking a walk. Like when, when I could, when right. I could sense, I, I kind of thought, what do I need right now? <laughs> and so that might be calling, you know, a bunch of people. So, so during, you know, some of those, it might be, you know, Hey, take the, uh, the membership directory, call, call a few people, uh, from your Sunday school class, uh, or call the That's closest great. ones to you, like a, a way to kind of mix it up. And, uh, and then times where I knew that I, I just needed to, to go out and get a cheeseburger from the Mayhill Cafe to go. I wish I could eat it there, but I, I, I just need a cheeseburger. I just put, hey, go, go get a you know, bite to eat and uh, take it to go, grab, you know, grab some music, turn on some music or whatever, and, and just enjoy whatever you're eating. Uh, to the glory of God, you know, something simple, simple like that. And so that's been one of the ways we've tried to keep some of that discipleship growing, keeping them in the word and, and so forth. And, uh, and our folks have enjoyed it. Uh, and, uh, and so I'm, I'm looking forward to not having to write them anymore, <laughs> but, but, uh, but it's been good yeah, for, go. for, for this season too, 
uh, as kind of an in-between. And, and you touched on something that uh, Michael Kreiner talked about is our, our message hasn't changed and uh, the yeah, methods right. have. Yeah. And so some of us have done online, some of us have done drive-in. Some, you know, I know some churches that, that aren't meeting uh, uh, online either. Uh, they, they, they're doing alternative you know, means to that. Uh, but the methods that we're using are, are obviously changing. Then they, they might revert back to what we've done before. And the key is is going to be to make sure that in our excitement and all of that kind of stuff, because we're going to be, you know, like, you know, pumped to, to come back. But it's not the time to be cute and, and so forth. It's time to continue yeah. the same mission that we've had, the same message that we've always come had. On. And, uh, and so I, right. I'm pumped to get back. And I'm, I'm looking forward to not roasting out on the porch at our church and having gnats fly in my mouth while I'm preaching. I can't wait till that day. Uh, but the same message that I preached with a mouthful of gnats, I'll get to preach in our sanctuary one day. And uh, that's what Jesus yeah. says. And he's our only hope. And on. uh, so I look forward to that. So uh, Kyle, send us out and, uh, and then we'll go back into our uh, quarantine uh, shelter. Well, until next time, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare.